Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer, the world's strongest man, a world champion in not one, not two, but three different sports. Mark Henry and I have three awesome segments for you on the Busted Open Podcast. First, we talked to Kiera Hogan of Impact Wrestling just before Hard to Kill, where, who knows, her and Tasha Steeles might be crowned your new Knockouts Tag Team Champions. Also, with Ring of Honor, we talked to Maria Kanellis, not just about her move to Ring of Honor, but also her husband, Mike Bennett. And then we spar with Justin Labar right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Kara Hogan joins us. Kara, good morning to you. Good morning. What's good? How y'all doing? We are very, very excited, not only for Hard to Kill that's taking place tomorrow night, and you have a big uh, tag team match with Tasha Steeles. We'll get into that. But, you know, obviously very, very excited to have you on for our first time on Busted Open. And, wow, I mean, here we are at 2021. Things are looking good, but... One hell of a year for you in 2020 with Impact Wrestling. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, I mean, I I, I did some really cool things in 2020. Like, I, I got a whole, like, different side of me, like, coming out. And I got a whole partner. I got somebody to, like, bounce my ideas off and my chemistry off with. Like, Tasha's everything. And us together is literally fire and flavor. And that's why we're fire and flavor, because we bring it every single week. And we're bringing it to hard to kill. Yeah, and and listen, I and listen, I would think that Tasha sometimes might be uh, hard to handle being a Jersey girl. You know, Jersey girls are completely different oh, than anybody else go. in the world. Wait, what? There Mark? you go. Why you you always claiming everybody making it a Jersey thing? I'm just she belongs saying. to all of us, Dave. She belongs to Texas too. But when you're from you Jersey, cannot like, claim her, Mark. You know this better than anybody. You know you're you're a hometown hero, hero for Silsby, Texas, right? You're a hometown hero. Hook em, yeah, you're always yeah. saying hook 'em horns all the time. You know hook you're a big Texas fan, big fan of the yeah. Cowboys. All I'm saying when it comes to Tasha, she is a Jersey girl, so there's a special place in my heart for Tasha Steeles. That's all I'm saying, Mark. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Okay. I got, I got, I got a serious question. This is serious. This is now, this is serious, Dave. Go ahead. I, I just want to know when you're gonna go back to the fire and flames, the fire and flames uh, gear and hair. I thought was the best thing in wrestling. When your hair what was do you like. Mean? 
I, I what mean, do you mean you don't like the blue flames? You don't like the hottest I, flames? Look, I'm I like the hottest flame. I like the well, hottest I'm the flame. flame. You know, I'm just a, I'm a grown up <laughs> version of the girl on fire. I'm the hottest now. Oh man, I used to love that. I was like, man, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the I that. like the blue. I like the blue though. It is winter yeah, time. Yeah, I, I do. Know? The blue is blue is live. <laughs> Blue is live. I can't complain, thanks, but I'm thanks. just, you know, I'm I'm an era guy. So when the first time that I saw you, you had red and orange looking hair with fire and flames, and I was like, "Damn, who is that?" And then you can work <laughs> and can work. <laughs> Shit, thank let's you. go. I'm very proud of your you work. Know, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Now there's one there's one color that I want to see once we get to tomorrow night and that is the color gold because I'm hoping when the night is over at Hard to Kill tomorrow that you and Tasha are going to have gold around both your waists. You know, I am definitely hoping that after tomorrow night me and Tasha have bags on bags on champagne bags on tequila we popping bottles. I hope we racks on racks. Like I, I just hope racks we are racks. like in, we are on cloud nine, cloud a hundred, cloud whatever. Like I just hope tomorrow night. And I honestly, I guarantee, I'm guaranteed tomorrow night oh, we are walking out the knockout tag ten. I'm guaranteed. Breaking news! Breaking news! We got breaking news. It. It's already yeah. it's already a done deal. Me and Tasha got this in the bag. We already know we got this in the bag. Send the bag. I mean, so I, I think so too. I'm going to be rooting for him. There's no doubt about that, Mark. I'll be rooting for Kiara and Hogan and Tasha. Talk, talk about your there. respect for your opponent. Like, you know, y'all, y'all, y'all have clashed many times, and you know, yeah. you always build up your opponent to knock them down. So, uh, give us the pros, and and then you can. Uh, Give us the kind. You know, I mean, you might not want to give us the game plan, but at least give us give us what you think about your opponents. Well, you know, Havoc and Nevaeh are definitely tough competition. I will give them that. They are powerful women. Like, they give it to us. Me and Tasha are speedy. We're quick. We know how to fly. We know how to jump. Like, but those two, they got all the power. They They throw us around. Like, they got it. Like, I will give them that. And they are definitely an established tag team. They've been established. Havoc and Nevaeh have been around for a minute. And I know their history, and I know where they came from, but they got to realize that it's a new year, it's a new era, and it's time for some new blood. And we that new blood. Like, we ready for that. We ready for the for what's next. We're ready for what's the biggest. Y'all have been established, and y'all have been around, but we was hot, and we know we hot, and we're, we're – we're ready to be crowned the champions. I mean, like I said, they're powerful and they're established, but we hot suit, and we know we hot suit. All right. I, I, I know she's prepared for tomorrow night, hard to kill again on pay-per-view and on Fight TV. And let me ask you this, because this is the first time you've been on the show. We've requested you. At, I mean, I know Ed. Our producer has requested you like a dozen times, and for whatever reason, you said no. But, you know, we got you before you win the tag team titles tomorrow night. What? So I'm happy that you came on what today. What did I say no? I, 
Listen, if I would have known, honestly, I, I like, I swear, I'm like, what? I said no. When, when did I say no? I mean, I, well, I we mean, got I, you now. I, I'm just now, maybe now we want you to be a regular. Maybe we it was because be Bully was Maybe it was because it was Bully was hosting, or maybe it was because Tommy Dreamer was hosting. Maybe you were holding out for Mark Henry. I don't know. Hell yeah, you better know it. <laughs> you know, it's 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 the timing. It's all about timing, and my timing it was meant to be right now, right here, right now. Before I go and win those, before we go and win those titles, it was all about timing, and my timing to be on Busted Open was right now. Okay, all right. So, Amen. But this is the first time you're on. So let me ask you, like, how did you get involved in wrestling? What made you want to be a pro wrestler? Well, I, um, you know, I watched wrestling growing up. My dad and my brother watched it uh, when I was a kid. Like, when I was 10 years old, I remember them watching it. Um, and they got me really into it. Like, I remember just watching it with them, and then my mom saw how me and my brother were into it, and they took us to our first live. My mom took us to our first live show. I was just super inspired by, like, the complexity of wrestling, like the theatrics, the the glamour, the, the action. Because I, me and my brother grew up playing sports. I played soccer for 10 years. I was in gymnastics, dance. I did, I did everything. Any and everything, I was in it. So wrestling was just so complex, and it kind of involved a lot of things that I was interested in. And I was like, you know what? Like, literally at, like, 14 years old, I was like, I think I could be a wrestler. Like, I really think I could do that. Like, I'm so inspired by these women that I'm seeing. Like, every single week, I was super obsessed with wrestling. And I just, I was like, I feel like I can do this. I feel like this is something that I'm meant to do. Like, I feel like I could really do big things in wrestling at 14 at 14 watching the knockouts and watching the divas and seeing like all the things that they were doing at at the time that they were doing it but i was like man i feel like one day that could be me and literally at 26 years old i'm I'm about to go into like a title match for the tv company i'm working for it's just it's crazy to put into perspective my life and just everything that i said out loud or dreamed about or written about or thought about and just to have it come true, I'm living my I'm living my dream every single day. That's wow, awesome. what a blessing, man. Golly, that just warms my heart to see young people have a passion and then follow it and achieve it. How does it feel to to know that you made it, that you you achieve what you wanted? You know, like I feel just having ambition and having the drive to complete goals is what keeps me going. Like every time I set a goal, I I just feel like I have to get it done. No matter how long it's going to take me, no matter how stressful it's going to be, I just try to get it done. I've always been just super driven and super determined. And like wrestling has always been it for me. I've always just had the passion to, I've always had the passion to, to just inspire other people because I've had so many people inspire me, like, especially in wrestling. I have the words, I have the quote, aspire to inspire tattooed on my arm because literally that's all I've ever wanted to do is just inspire other people like how other people have inspired me. And me just living my life and being myself, I just want to, in like, just I want people to live their dreams and live their lives for themselves and, you know, just be happy and just live your life to the fullest. 
and and that's it. Honestly, that's it's, awesome. it's a dream come true to be where I am. Can I can I ask you a personal question? Yeah. Does the tattoo have color on it? It has uh, actually has flames on it. See, and what color are the flames? <laughs> He got you. He got you. Yes. Oh, they're the regular color flames. They're your traditional <laughs> color flames. Because, you know, I got them when I was the girl on fire. So, yeah. You know, I that. And, and, you uh, know, I love the fact that, like, the inspiration to I get rest the tattoo. My case. <laughs> I, I was a big Wonder Woman fan when I was a kid. So I got Wonder Woman's airplane tattooed on my arm. Um, but seriously, yeah. Mark, like, when you when, when I, and it's a that was a really bad joke. Thank you, Ed. But when, it was. But it, it was because you can't see Wonder Woman's airplane. But anyway, <laughs> so you you said that you know you were you you and your family were big fans. So what's it like for your family to watch you wrestle? Like, yeah, I mean, talk oh, about yeah. that. You know, now you being on TV, like you and your brothers used to watch wrestling on TV, but now they're able to watch you on TV. What's that like for you? Uh, well, when I actually debuted for Impact, my mom thought it was, uh, well, not my mom, my aunt, my mom's sister was like, we should throw you a watch party for your first match on TV. So literally <laughs> at, my, at my mom's house, when like I debuted in Impact, we had this big party. All my friends came over. Like we were like, literally, it was like we were watching the Super Bowl or something. And it was just like, it was crazy. Like, like we, she got t-shirts made with my face on it. Like it was just oh, that's so cool. They, they that is awesome. A thousand. Oh my god! It's like my my family supports me. They they see everything that I've been able to uh, to accomplish. Even though they just they honestly like my mom, my mom especially, but my mom and dad they would just listen to me talk and think that I was just talking and I was just like. Oh, she's just living. She's just thinking about what she's going to do. Oh, it's just a, a fantasy. It's never going to happen. And then when I come home every weekend or I come home every weekend, I'm like, I did this in wrestling. I did this in wrestling. Hey, look, mom, I got a contract. Hey, look, mom, I worked here. They're like, oh, my God. Like, this is serious. Like, it's real. They finally took it seriously. It's real. Like, they took it seriously once they saw I was taking it seriously like i was traveling on the road when i was 18 19 like my mom was i was very sheltered so she didn't really like understand why i wanted to be on the road for six eight ten hours to go to a show and try to make money and you know like she they didn't understand but like seeing now why i did that they they see it and they respect it they respect it wholeheartedly wow that that's right there the best part of the of it all Yep. is they respect you and they respect your work and they respect what you uh, did to achieve that because they saw how you worked. And that's that's pretty much all you want. You want respect from your peers and you want respect from your family and you want them, you want everybody to, to back how hard you work. And you put a lot mm-hmm. of work into this business. I can tell. Uh, I watch your work rate and... I see sometimes you have to slow down for people. And if I had any advice that I was going to give to you part in this conversation, I would be like, don't dummy down for nobody. Go ahead and be you work at the rate that you work at and make them keep up. Definitely. Definitely. 
I definitely was planning on doing that, like, especially more, because I, I do feel like I, I can see that, and I see what you're saying. I do do that sometimes, and especially in my earlier years, I was doing that, but I've I've learned, especially last year, that what I want and what I say, my voice matters, the way I work matters. I've worked my ass off to get where I am, so my spot matters, and I, I have earned my respect in this business. I, I feel like I feel like the work that I put forth to get where I am should be respected, and I can't dumb it down for anybody. Um, is tomorrow night the biggest match of your career? Oh, I would definitely think so. I, I definitely would say so. For especially Title being an impact for as long as I have, yes. Wow, good luck. Yeah, and you know when you talk about impact. And, and, you know, I hope you didn't think this was just going to be a 10-minute interview because we're going to keep you on for a couple hours. Um, <laughs> <laughs> has there been a mentor for you in that locker room at Impact? Um, not anybody in particular. Like, the knockouts as a whole, um, I've been there for, I'm going into my fourth year with the company. And the different locker rooms I've been in just with girls, like, just rotating. I just feel like as a whole, everybody looks out for everybody. Everybody, like, no matter where we came from, no matter how long we've been working, like, everybody looks out for everybody. And there's always, like, a mutual respect amongst all the girls which is amazing like i just love the the locker room that i'm in i love the girls that i work with i'm sorry i love the women that i work with because they're just so respectful and they respect the business and they we respect each other we just want everybody to do well we want everybody to prosper we want everybody to do great we want our division to do great and it shows in the way that we work with each other and i just i feel like everybody has been like I mean, we have Gail um, and Madison Ray, who are our agents uh, for the knockouts, and they obviously are icons. Yeah. But I just feel like as a whole, the knockouts, we just work very well with each other. And everybody, I, I look up to everybody in my locker room. Gail is one of my favorites. Uh, I hope you really pay attention to her because um, still in my mind, she she has had the – her and Awesome Kong had the greatest uh, women's wrestling series I ever saw. Amazing. Um, each, every Definitely. match, it was probably about seven matches on pay-per-views and TV in a row. And if you put all of them together, it's like a movie. Like, it's just mm -hmm. unbelievable work. Damn, it was so good. Yes. Probably one of the it most was. underappreciated women wrestlers of all time, if you think about it. Like, yeah. you know, she oh, she is absolutely, absolutely phenomenal, uh, Gail Kim. Uh, Kara, thank you so much for the time. I know I appreciate it because tomorrow night's a big night for you. Hard to Kill, live on pay-per-view, also available on Fight TV. Again, tomorrow night, Impact Wrestling's Hard to Kill. It's a huge card, and the, the match I'm most looking forward to is for the vacant Impact Knockouts Tag Team Championships. And, Mark, I, I don't mean to put her on the spot, but I feel like if her and Tasha win these tag team titles tomorrow night, I think we should get them on next have Friday come to back talk on. about it. Have them come on with oh, Tasha yeah, next Friday. Oh, we're down. I don't even have to ask her. I don't even have to ask Tasha. I know she's down, and I'm down, so let's do it. We win the Hell tag yeah. team coming back. Yeah. I appreciate Bring it that. on. 
good luck tomorrow night. Not that you need it, but good luck tomorrow night, and we, we'll, we'll talk to you next Friday. Definitely. I look forward to talking to you guys again. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed this, and I definitely want to be back more than just next week. I really enjoyed this. Tasha, how is the um, – um, how can everybody see you, like, on social media? Um, you can find me on Instagram at HoganKnowsBest18. You can find me on Twitter at HoganKnowsBest3. Um, and that's about it. And, you know, look me up on YouTube. Like you said, you can look at my track record on YouTube. Search me on uh, – we got the Impact Plus app. I got a lot of matches on there. But, you know, just find me, look up here at Hogan. All right, Kiara All right. Hogan, Tasha Steeles. After tomorrow night, your new knockout women champions. And again, thank you so much for the time. Thank you so much, guys. I appreciate it. Tell Tasha I said hi. Yeah, see, I mean, they. I are, definitely will. They are doing a phenomenal job. Uh, always appreciate her joining us here. You know, I mean, first time ever. Tasha Steele's been a guest many, many times. Yeah, but I, I, and look, that's, I, I called her Tasha because I'm thinking, like, I know Tasha, but I, I never met Kier, So, No, you know what, though? But they're a team. They're family. They're, they're, so it's they're all one good. and the same. They're and hopefully unit. after tomorrow night, they're going to be your tag team champions. Hey, everyone. This is Nicole Auerbach, and I want to invite you inside the Coaches Clubhouse, a brand new podcast from SiriusXM that examines what drives coaches on and off the sidelines. We talk to coaches from all different sports and all walks of life about their passion for the profession, their mentors, philosophies, and stories, and also what they care about when they're outside the spotlight. We'll give you a unique perspective on some of the greats in their profession, from Olympic coaches to Super Bowl champions and everyone in between. New episodes out every Wednesday on on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts. Our next guest, Maria Canellis, coming back not only to Ring of Honor, but busted open as well. Good morning Ooh. to you. Good morning. How is everybody? Look we are at absolutely- her glowing face. Man. <laughs> well, thank you. How are you this morning? I'm good. I'm very good. I uh, snuck away from the babies for a little bit. You Are you happy husband? to be back at work? I am. Um, every time uh, you know, there's been a break, uh, I just am so eager to get back to work. I feel like uh, a better human being when I have a schedule and somewhere to be. And now you're doing some things with Ring of Honor, um, you know, fan engagement, uh, you know, like talk about like and again, using the hashtag choose your honor talk about this experience that you're involved in with ring of honor right now well it's um it's brand new so i think that it's changing daily uh we're creating more and more aspects to it um but the essential goal is to really give the fans what they want um that's why it's hashtag choose your honor um because i think a lot of times the fans feel like they don't get to see the matchups they want to see especially right now because they don't get to go to the show and scream and holler and really get involved in that sense we're giving them another way of being involved um and that's the experience of ring of honor um right now it's a facebook page um where you can go and tell tell ring of honor what do you want what do you want to see and i'm always checking in on it as well um there's also been Q and A Q&A sessions. Um, last night, I actually watched a match um, that we had done in the past. It was Bullet Club versus the Kingdom, and it was, you know, giving the fans my perspective on what it was like to be out there involved in that match. 
So when you look at this fan engagement right now, because you, the, the world is so different, it's, you know, mm-hmm. you know, going out there and, and, you know, I've, I've seen you even not just the ring of honor, but other places as well, where you're, you're by your husband's side and there's no fans in attendance at all. How difficult is that to be able to perform and not really getting that instant gratification from an audience? So you have to really dig deep into what you're trying to uh, project. It's not like you can uh, just assume that they're going to get behind it. Or if you go the wrong way, that you can change it up while you're out there. Um, So you have to dig deep into that. Um, If you uh, did your homework before, you're doing 10 times the work. Because without that extra cushion of the fans, um, you really have to be on your game. And I'm guessing that means that social media is more important than ever before right now in pro wrestling. Oh, for sure. I mean, that's the way that they connect. I just started a patron account and I cannot believe the response that I've gotten back from it because people want to be connected again. We, we are all secluded in our little houses. My poor kids, they're like, is there other humans in this world? You know, they're, when, they, when we go out, it's an adventure. They love going to the grocery store or Target, which they haven't done that many times. And and that's how everyone feels in their house right now. That's why people do so well on Twitch, um, because you want a community. And so Ring of Honor is giving you that community back um, in a different way. But we're all learning here. Does it feel different now? Like when you leave the house and go to work, like walking into the arena, or walking into a room where you're doing any kind of uh, interviews, like it, does it feel different to you? Oh, for sure. I mean, there's this weird extra layer of fear. You're like, okay, I'm supposed to be friendly here, but at the same time, you may give me a virus. So like, (laughs) stay back. You know, and and then there's the whole thing of we used to hug. Everybody used to hug when I was yeah. in WWE the first time. That's changed, and now it's shaking hands. But, you know, even that, you don't do that anymore. So we're like, okay, I like you, but not that much right now. You know, that that was weird for me. Like, I did the uh, Legends show, and they have, like, uh-huh. the Legends room. And yeah. so there's, like, eight guys in this room, and everybody's, like, in corners and somebody's in the middle and um it was it was really really weird you know like we're talking to each other but everybody's got a mask on we know who each other is but you can't see the person if they're mad or they it's it's just weird it just feels like really weird it's very it's very strange and Luckily, Ring of Honor does really well with it. I just had a COVID test a few days ago. I'm negative. Once I get there, I'm going to get another COVID test. And then when I leave, I get another COVID test, which, you know, gives me a little bit of peace because my my kids are watched by my mother who has a heart condition and my father who has lung problems. So it's like wow. I when I leave, whatever I'm bringing back home, I'm terrified. But Ring of Honor is doing it right. Um, and so I appreciate that. Um, there's huge protocols in place. Like you're not even supposed to hang out together. Um, me and Mike are joking that there's another couple on the roster. They can't room together. So I don't even know if I'm in a room with Mike, which he's a little upset about because he was hoping, you know, no kids, whatever. Where I'm like, "Hmm, 
some sleep. <laughs> hey, babe, I'm going to sneak down to your room about 10 o'clock. I'm like, uh, coronavirus, there's protocols. It's just, it's so funny. Godly. It's it's a different world, and and we know that Ring of Honor is extremely patient. I mean, they they keep Bobby Cruz employed all this time, so you know that they're very very patient with things. So, uh, Bobby Cruz actually, just a quick story. He texted me yesterday, and I didn't know who it was. I didn't have his number in my phone, and he's like. So I send him back the, Hey, I don't have your number. I was trying to be super nice. And he just starts going off and I'm like, I'm never going to hear the end of this. This is now forever. I'm going to be that person. Why but, do people yeah, do so, that? Can you answer me that? Because you sometimes you get a new phone. Why do people go <laughs> off? Because your name is not in their phone. I, I tell people all the time, man, I, I I've lost phones and mm -hmm you get the new phone and the number don't always come back. Yeah. So, it does. And I need to change my phone because I have some psychopaths that are texting me on a daily basis. And I'm like, all right, I need new number. <laughs> we got to start over. Oh, see, that's still That has to be the worst. I never even thought of it that way that, yeah, you can probably get somebody that was able to get your number and they just continuously message you to the point where oh, yeah. you have to block, not yeah. only block them, but change your number, or change your phone. That's crazy. I had a guy in Haiti call me and ask me to help support uh, what was going on in Haiti. And I'm it horrifies me to hear what some of the stuff that was going on. But my, I did. I never asked the question. How did you get my number? Mm -hmm. um, because I don't want to know. And I've, I've had. There's a couple of people that call me that they like. Hey, Mark, what's going on? And I go, not much. What's going on? Who is this? Oh, <laughs> uh, this, this is just John. You know, you know, we met a long time ago. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> and you can't. I don't know. I don't. I'm, I might have met the person in a bar. I might have met him. You know, at a gym, uh, you know, like it was 10 years ago. I don't I don't remember. No disrespect. But like and you feel that, that bad and you feel bad. <laughs> poor, poor John is listening to this show right now saying that son of a bitch, Mark. Henry. He didn't even remember me. <laughs> remember. And then, no. of course, if you get divorced as many times as I have, you got to change. Oh, your phone God. Number you know, every few years, but, but, it, but it's true though. And like with it's social so media and I'm, <laughs> I know my wife, I'm driving crazy, but you know what? Like when it comes to social media, we just had this discussion before, like, I like what ring of honor is doing with, you know, choose your honor, trying to keep it positive. Hey, you know, we're, we're in a tough situation here. Let's mm -hmm. have some fun with it because Maria, as you know, it's, it's almost like a cesspool sometimes when it comes to social media with the mm -hmm. negativity and you you have to find a way to kind of navigate it and it's difficult like i could go to my phone after a show and i can get 150 messages from people saying how much they like the show but it will be that one person that, that gets says under your that, skin it gets really and and you got to find a way to navigate through this stuff yeah i mean there's there's been a lot of negativity with me and my husband and um you know i i'm excited to be starting something new that we can kind of leave some of that stuff in the past because um, people, they, they don't get over it until they get something else. All right. So here's the new thing that we're doing. And this is what we're going to talk about. Um, I think, I, I think that's one way to get over some of that stuff is to just mm -hmm. move on. 
And with Ring of Honor, I, I think when they, they, they had the Pure Tournament not too long ago. Mm-hmm. And, and honestly, the work that your husband is doing in that company, you know, he's been on our show several times. The, the, you know, even outside of Ring of Honor, the match he had with Nick Aldis, I thought, was absolutely yeah. fantastic. And, you know, and he's not the only person that has said this. And I want to get your take as well. But, like, you know, talking to him recently and hearing him say how he has fallen back in love with pro wrestling. Like, it was something that became a job. But, you know, he's found that passion and that love for pro wrestling again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, with Ring of Honor, it's like um, I always thought WWE would be my home, but Ring of Honor has become my home. Um, it's a place that I was able to try something new. Uh, when I first started there, uh, everybody thought I was this ditzy girl. And um, maybe there was a little bit of that when I was young. Um, but then as I grew up, uh, Ring of Honor grew with me. Uh, and they let me explore and expand. And so it's it's a great place for that. And I think we've seen so many talent that have came from Ring of Honor. You know, you talk about the Kevin Owens and the El Generico's and the Young Bucks and all these people that that came from there or or CM Punk or, you know, so or Daniels. You know, so you you see all these people able to really grow. And I think the Pure Tournament was a great example of that. I mean, these were guys going back to sport. They were going back to what they originally fell in love with in professional wrestling, and that was the sport and fighting. I, 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 I love yeah. it. I, I love that. I love the, you know, I've, I've had that moment in my life before a couple of times where I'm sitting in the locker room and I'm like, why am I here? Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I really <laughs> wish I was at home. And mm-hmm. then something would happen. And it probably more times than not, it was not wrestling related that did it. It was Mm -hmm. a fan. It was, I I, I know, I remember going to the Tribute to the Troops uh, show. And I I wasn't being used. You know, I was disappointed. I was mad at everybody in in the business. And I go to the Tribute to the Troops and this dude comes up crying. And he's like, hey man, I'm from Southeast Texas. He's like, man, like you made it for all of us. And he put, he said it, everybody I know that knows your name, like you're our guy. And I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) I represent more than myself. Mm -hmm. I represent all those people. And it brought me back. It was like made me want to go back to work and put my imprint on it. And then I, I even started talking to the writers. Hey, man. I don't represent me. I represent people. You need to put me to work. I need, and, and I went off, and then I was passionate again. And, yeah. and a lot of wrestlers are sitting there wallowing in self-doubt and self-pity when they need to take their ass up to Vince and say, look, use me or not. Mm-hmm. Like, man, I, I'm tired of this. Yeah. And, 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 and not just Vince, but the writers and the producers. Like, look, man, I'm better than this. Like, you are responsible for that. And, yeah, and Mike I, and we had those moments um, when we were in WWE. Uh, I sat down with Vince and I talked to him about, you know, different ways I wanted my character to go. And I, I talked to the writers and everything. And um, Mike did the same thing. Hey, if you're not going to use me, please release me. And this was a year before the pandemic. Um, and 
it, it didn't, it didn't happen. And they didn't release him at that time. Cause he had had other opportunities to go back to ring of honor. And, um, there, there was other whisperings of things that were going on and, um, they didn't want to let us go at that time. So as much as it's, sucks to be released in a pandemic and i was two months postpartum thank god my body is like all right we're going back to work but um snap you know, back <laughs> it was uh it, it was i think i think it's going to be a blessing in disguise because yeah. that company did not believe in us for whatever reason and um they just wanted to make sure we weren't making money elsewhere uh but now being back in ring of honor uh we have a better platform. And, uh, I try and go back to the positives because, you know, it's like you said, you can wallow in it. You can, you can be upset about it, but at the same time, there's other opportunities out there. And with so many companies doing so many great things, I'm excited to be without the WWE umbrella right now. And, Good for you. and kudos and kudos to Ring of Honor, Mark, because there was a time where Ring of Honor wasn't able to put on shows. They were, you know, kind of, you know, finding their way during this pandemic. And yet they didn't let people go. And 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 they were still keeping the people on their payroll, which, you know, in, in that climate is extremely difficult to do. But they were able to do it. And, and I, yeah, it feels it, like, you know, they, they they're truly a family. Yeah, I mean, it's tough um, when, when you start thinking about that. Ring of Honor was probably one of those places that had a more difficult time keeping their talent, whereas WWE didn't. Um, WWE made record numbers. So, you know, uh, they released people for uh, the bottom line for their investors. I'm not sure. Um, but at the end of the day, I like to say I was a dividend um for wwe and i'm a family member for ring of honor awesome business, and business is business and that's one thing that uh pro wrestlers understand more than anything is this mm-hmm. a business and you know you have to take it as it goes you know a lot of the the, the talent is not always in control and mm-hmm. you you make the most of the situation but it don't mean you got to like it. <laughs> <laughs> that is for certain. To, I've been fired twice, haven't liked it either time. No, it's not always pleasant. <laughs> Who knows? I'll probably get fired again. Uh, you know, it, from, uh, from WWE. Not. I've been fired twice from WWE. Who knows? It'll happen again, I'm sure. But you know what? The cream rises to the top and the work that you're doing now and everything that you're doing with the social media platform. Again, uh, the experience, use the hashtag, uh, choose your honor. And now the the place that Mike is in as well and finding that love and passion back, like you said before, it pays dividends. And now you are where you're supposed to be right here. And mm-hmm. uh, we, we truly appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining us today. Of course. Uh, you know, uh, I wish you luck here with with Ring of Honor. Not that you need it. Um, again, they're very, they're very. You know, you're. I say talent. You're talented. Your husband's talented, but yet they still employ somebody like Bobby Cruz as their ring announcer. Who knew? Oh who knows? boy, I love Bobby right Cruz. <laughs> I love Bobby Cruz. Bobby Cruz is one of my favorites. Uh, Maria, tell Canales, Mike, thank don't you. be mad at me. You are beautiful. You, you have not. Easy. Listen, I don't know good genes or good doctors, but I tell you what. <laughs> It it is working, girl. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And tell your family. Tell Mike, don't 
Don't hurt me. I'll, I'll tell the kids. <laughs> he for won't. Sure. He doesn't care. I'm, I'm, I'm he not, likes when his as wife you can is see, happy. I'm not as big as I used to be. He could take me now. You look good. You look real Thank good. You. Thank you. I, I, and really quick, I don't know. You probably don't remember, but the first time I ever met you, Maria, was uh, I was working for the National Hockey League. I was working for the mm-hmm. NHL, and you came on as a guest. And like the NHL, they're all so giddy about having her on on the show, and they were taping it and everything else. And they said, "Dave, give her, go get her um, a hockey jersey." And I forget what team it was. Go give her a hockey jersey to put on. So, you know, I gave it to her. She put it on. She did all the interviews with the hockey jersey on. And when it was done, they're like, all right, go get her. Go get the jersey from her. I'm like, I am not going to Maria Canales after giving her a jersey and taking that. <laughs> I am not going to do that. Take if your you clothes want, off, lady. Take yeah, your clothes yeah, off. Yeah. If you Look, want. I'm, I'm going to need you, that jersey back. <laughs> yeah. If you want that jersey, you go ask it yourself. I am not taking that oh jersey. Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. <laughs> Maria, thank you so much. I, tr- I truly you. appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hey, everyone. This is former NFL linebacker and current SiriusXM NFL radio host, Kirk Morrison. And I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, Total Coverage. Each week, I'll be joined by some of the greatest minds in the game as we explore the hows and the whys behind the week's biggest results. Whether we're breaking down player techniques, game plans, or coaching philosophies, we'll explain the details that define our favorite performances. New episodes will be available every Tuesday on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts. The best thing about Mark Henry is this. Like you, and Justin, you know this. Like the WWE, AEW lately, they're trying to get that crossover into the mainstream, you know, you know, mainstream sport and everything. You know, you get Shaq, they get Snoop. Mark Henry was able to do that with this whole James Harden situation. You want to talk about crossing over into the mainstream? Mark Henry did that on social media the last couple of days. Went viral. Yeah, sure. I'll take thing on the internet. James, I'll take Mark Henry over James Harden any day. <laughs> hey, if y'all gonna play a, a full basketball game, you might want to take James because I'm two trips down the court and to the bench, <laughs> straight to the bench. I would be useless out there, brother. After two trips down the court. <laughs> <laughs> Blown speaking up. Of the court. Yeah, the speaking Blown of the court, the up. best gift, the best <laughs> gift ever is you with the steel chair uh, mid court on the mascot. Like that's that is without a doubt the best gift on social media. because and it's not even just you swinging the chair. It's like it's a mascot with a mask that where the expression doesn't change, but yet I see an expression of fear on that mascot's face. How is that possible? <laughs> oh, God. We need to stop. We need to stop. No, we, Justin, need to, we need to do this. It's, it's, it's been a week, man. It's a lot going on in the world of pro wrestling. Like, uh, what say you about what, what, say going, you? what went on? What say you? What say you? Oh, man. Well, where, where do we start? Um, At the beginning. I mean, I'll say yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll go chronologically. Monday, you know, Triple H yeah. still cut a promo. Yeah, uh, sure. you know, him and Randy. You know, I, I I know we've seen that movie fifty times, but I'll watch it the fifty first time. I'm always down for that one. So that you know, I know that was the you know, uh, in case of emergency, break the glass. They had to do it because of uh, Drew McIntyre and, and COVID. Uh, the, the, the these be the times. But I thought you know, look, I, I was happy to see Triple H. 
the whole Alexa Bliss stuff, the ending. Again, I'm I'm all on the hook with everything that is the Fiend and Alexa Bliss. I know some people don't get real into the hocus pocus. I know that there's other side of the aisle that are five star matches that need to go 25 minutes with 17. Some false people finishes. don't want to be entertained. Yeah, you know, and if that's your cup of tea, that's your <laughs> cup of tea. But I'm I, I'm all for you know the entertainment side of the of this business. Uh, the, the, we call pro wrestling and. It was into that Wednesday again. You know, unfortunately, you know, both shows on Wednesday had um, had numbers that were down. Uh, I don't think it, it's to attribute to the quality. I think it attributes to everything going on in in the world. I mean, there was an impeachment that day, and and this is weird yeah. to say. The last time this president got impeached, we saw numbers down because that was also on a Wednesday. <laughs> so I think you know that that they just fell victim to that. Um, you know, and then. We're getting ready for Friday as, as we get closer and closer to the Royal Rumble. And who? And here's, 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 a, here's a question I have for you guys. Here's one thing that is bugging me, though. And I've noticed it even more this year. Maybe it's just because we're, we're all sitting at home, so I'm just, I'm just thinking more. Like, I'm getting tired and tired of hearing so-and-so has declared for the Royal Rumble. This person sat in a room and pondered, and they decided they would like to go in to the Royal Rumble. It's a chance to go to Mania for the world title. Wouldn't you be more concerned about not yes. making the cut at 30? That's like saying, yeah, I'll take those lotto numbers. Like, <laughs> I'm getting a little bugged by the declaration of I am going to go into the Royal Rumble. Well, I, 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 I am in total agreement with you. I have to say, Justin, I am a little upset with you over the last week or so. Me? And Yes, and I actually wanted to call you privately, but you know what? I'm going to do it on the air. As you oh, know, last, that's, that's classy. Yeah, I shoot your that's, shot, Dave. Shoot your shot. No, I'm gonna say, you know, the nation is my family, so you know, I got, you know, we we're gonna argue on Thanksgiving dinner at the table in front it's of. It's come to Jesus. Come yeah. to Jesus. Me. Yes. Now you watched Raw last week as well as I did, and it was a Legends Raw, and you saw what Randy Orton did to Mark Henry and said to Mark Henry. Now I went on the air and I ripped Randy Orton apart. And also, again, I doubled down on it, and I did it again after Raw this past week. All right? Now, Justin, you're an extremely opinionated person. I, you, you remark on everything. I, I didn't hear a peep from you the last week when it came to Randy Orton and Mark Henry. You said nothing. I, I needed you to come, into my, come, on, come to my defense in this situation. Not a peep from you, Justin. Listen. <laughs> All right, let's 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 get this straight here. He figured I could handle myself, Dave. I I love me some Mark Henry. All right, I, I was a fan. Uh, I, I am a fan of Mark Henry, and then and then since June doing this, getting to call him a colleague for thirty minutes a week, I'm honored. This is the world's strongest man. Okay, this is this is the man that made one segment with amazing acting. And a Sherbert suit jacket, famous. Mm -hmm. he, he, he doesn't. He doesn't need me. He doesn't need. He doesn't need the 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 thirty three year old dad in the suburbs of Pittsburgh to come and scrap with him. He he's got it. If he wants to do something, he's going to do it. He does not need me out there, you know, yipping like a little ankle biter puppy. I, he don't need me. I, I don't. I didn't have to. I didn't have to even get into that one. Now, Dave, if you were getting harassed by Randy Horton, Randy Orton, I would absolutely jump in there and I would help Randy Orton. Okay, but well, I, that, 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 that's a fight I jump into. But Mark doesn't need me. Yeah, but you know what? This is why. And I said this on Tuesday. Randy Orton has no balls. 
because he hasn't even remarked on what I said about him. So I, I just look at the guy different. But Justin, Mark is your friend, like you said, a colleague. Say it with me. Randy Orton is a no good piece of garbage. Human filth. Randy Ooh. Orton. Say it with me, Justin. Be proud. Randy Orton is a human piece of garbage. He's a stain. Filth. Human stain. Randy Orton. You're not Useless gonna get that piece of garbage. Randy Orton. You're not getting that soundbite out of me. I'm sorry. Worthless. No balls, Orton. Bastard. Talk to my friend. Mark I stand Henry corrected. Thank way. you, Ed. It was salmon, not Sherbert. I apologize. Whatever. Whatever. Suit jacket. All right. There's been a lot of talk. We'll get through that. I'm not wasting my time on Randy Orton. Human stain. Randy Orton. But Justin, one of the best shows, even non-wrestling fans have watched this show, and that's Dark Side of the Ring. And they did a wonderful job in season one. Awesome job in season two. And it seems like season three for this show is going to be even bigger. Yeah, this has been a great show. I think it's been like the uh, the most viewed show that uh, Vice has ever produced. So, um, <clears throat> you know, obviously it's all surrounded mostly, you know, well, not mostly. It's all surrounded on um, negative, you know, dark aspects of the business and dark stories. But it's it's been compelling stories to tell. And yeah, it looks like that, that we know they're going to have a season three, which is which was uh, everybody rejoiced when we heard that. And we've uh, come to learn the first episode is going to be about Brian Pillman. Um, <clears throat> obviously, Brian Pillman died, you know, you know, way too early, uh, you know, 1997, I believe. I, I actually believe it was the same night as Bad Blood, the famous first Hell in a Cell match between Taker and Sean. That was that was in the pre-show that they had to go on the air and. Uh, announced that he had uh, passed away and and even bigger you know so they're gonna do the story on brian pillman and you know you think about okay if you're doing a story on brian pillman's career you know who do you need to have involved and one of the biggest names who is the you know in my opinion the biggest name that there is is stone cold steve also of course before he was stone cold he was a tag team partner uh with brian and running up and down the road in wcw and uh, it turns out it's been confirmed that stone cold has been interviewed and is going to be part wow. of that episode which is huge um because again you know it's all about the credibility when you're telling these stories of who you can get and i think they've done a, a phenomenal job up to this point you know i mean they got you know, when they did Bruiser Brody, they got, you know, Bruiser Brody's wife, uh, you know, yep. of course, and they had footage of, of this man breaking character, which was, you know, not seen. This guy was as kayfabe as it came. And, you know, all through these different tales, they've gotten the right people. And so I think hearing that they're kicking off season three, telling the story of Brian Pillman, uh, and they're going to have Stone Cold uh, there uh, to chime in and, and give his perspective. I think that's just that's huge kickoff for season three in terms of entertainment and credibility. Yeah, I, I agree. And and Mark, we've talked about the first two seasons of Dark Side of the Ring. They do a phenomenal job. And and also too, Justin, when you look at the at this past week, you know, obviously the pro wrestling world's still trying to get a grip on this whole COVID situation. Uh Drew McIntyre testing positive for COVID. Nick Jackson came out. Even Chris Jericho said on his uh talk is Jericho that he had it back in September. It seems as we get further and further away from March. It, it, we really don't have a hold on this situation yet. No, we don't. And, you know, it, I, I don't want to, you know, like I don't want to at all fault AEW or WWE uh, in terms of like they, they've kept going. 
they haven't missed a week, right? I mean, they they did some weeks of that have been taped, of course, especially early on when they were trying to get a hold of where they needed to be location wise and 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 how to do this, you know. But I don't want to fault them for that. I know I know some people that I've you know I know some people in, in the wrestling media you know get on of like oh they shouldn't be doing this or all oh, they need to take some time off and just show best of highlights and you know that's that's somebody's opinion. But I mean, I I do appreciate they try to keep this going, yeah, both for the fans. And still for their workers that, who still need to earn a paycheck and who still want to be, you know, and so I, I, but it's tough. It is tough. They're, this is, this is, you know, it's in a, in a time where they're telling you to socially distance and you're putting on a product where you have to be within, you know, close to somebody. It's tough, but I still commend them for trying to continue to put out a product and not faulting. Justin, Dave, and Gabby, I have to tell you, without wrestling, this would be a, a worse off world. I promise you. It's essential. It, it is. It's just as essential as going to your psychiatrist. It's just as essential as going and reading your, being able to go into your favorite bookstore and get the books you like to read. It's essential as having an injury and being able to go to the hospital, uh, having all your favorite foods that pacify you to be able to go and get those and the people that are stilly putting themselves on the line to cook and go to that restaurant and get that done that it the people that complain they complain because they can they have a ven- a venue uh and an audience to to complain i, I I'm, I'm not a complainer almost to fault I mean, you you cannot take stock in all the complainers because they have a lot to do with the uh, negativity the complainers do. It, it's it's not. I mean, I I, I see y'all. Y'all see uh, Miss Henry? She's in the man cave. She snuck in. <laughs> And she's like trying to hide behind stuff and counter this stuff. Jen, come here, introduce and say hey to Justin Labar. She, come on, she come said, on. She, she said, she said, I've heard you complain. Like, oh, Hello. Uh, Hello. Good morning. All right, now beat it, beat it. Okay. So <laughs> the, the complainers. She said, what's, what's and, about you not complaining, Mark? She comes in. The complainers and whiners, they're going to do what they do because that's all they have, man. That's what makes them feel complete. Mark, how bad is it that I'm already bracing myself not to like respond or not to get called up in Twitter emotion? Don't do I know, it. Don't do it. I Don't kn- argue with them. You're giving them I, life. I know. I know. Come January 31st, the night of the Royal Rumble, I know I'm going to have to uh, uh, sift through a timeline of people making bad jokes of Royal Rumble. <laughs> this isn't a socially distant match. Look how oh, close yeah. everybody is together. Okay. I, I, I'm, I'm bracing oh. myself for that. Well, well, just for, so we can, so I can give you some ammunition. My son Jacob went with me to help me and take care of me because I'm on a scooter on crutches. And when we arrived at the hotel, uh, we had to wait in the lobby until it was our turn to get called. You get the alert on your phone. Come up to get tested. They have a whole area of the hotel that they made a testing center you go up there and you get your brain scraped and then they 
say, hey, we'll call you in, in an hour with your results. It ended up taking a couple hours. Don't leave your room or go somewhere where you're not congregating. We're waiting. We're waiting. We eat our food. We get the alerts. You're good. Stay to yourself until you get to the arena tomorrow. The WWE is making efforts to keep everybody safe. Like when you go into the bubble, everybody goes through the same process. <clears throat> I know y'all see her back there. It's funny. <laughs> um, everybody goes through the same process. You go to the arena and you see people wiping and cleaning. You see people spraying some kind of uh, anti my my uh, what you call it microbial uh, spray on the door handles, on the light switches, on the banisters. Like it's it's a big deal. You every room that you walk in, they have these industrial machines that cleanse the air. I'm like. I feel safer here than I do at home. <laughs> so what you're saying cleaning. is So what you're saying is in the 30-year history of the Royal Rumble, this will be the most sanitized Royal Rumble match ever. This yes. is going to be the most sanitized Royal Rumble of all time. Everybody that goes into that ring will not have COVID. They will not have it. And you don't get to see it, but every match when they go to commercial because there's no picture in picture they are spraying the ring down. The, you, you notice the, the different color of the, of, the, of the ring. It's because it's half wet. Because they're cleaning. They're, they're, they're mopping and sweeping. I'm just like, it's never been like that. I used to have to come home and my wife have to put alcohol on my back to clean from bumping on that dirty ass mat. Now, these guys don't have to worry about that. It's clean. So for those haters, you got ammunition because I'm an inside guy. I saw what they do, and I'm sure AEW and New Japan and ROH and Impact and all of these companies, MLW, they're all doing the same thing because they don't want to get shut down. You don't think that the people are making efforts to stay on the air? Right. So haters, y'all keep hating. Do your job. Hate to your heart's content. But pro wrestling is going to exist because we're going to do whatever it takes to stay on. And I approve that message. I, I can't wait for the pay-per-view poster. It says most sanitized rumble in history. <laughs> I, I, I <laughs> uh, Justin, as always, thank you, my friend. Uh, sorry about the early exit for your uh, Washington football team in the playoffs, but uh, there's always next year. Hey, I was just happy we got there, and, I, hey, I'm, and, and I'm happy everybody thought we were going to get squashed, and we gave we gave the Bucks a little run with a with a guy named Taylor Heineke. So. <laughs> that's that's. Hey, true. by the way, uh, they should sign Taylor Heineke. Because he looked good, and he's a guy that I would not ha I would not worry about having as a backup. And if I was the Dallas Cowboys, I would be trying to poach him right now, just you so y'all can't have him. Hey, 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 hands off my Heineke. <laughs> <laughs> just, ah! 
a great spar with Justin Labar. Justin, thank you so much for the time as always. Thanks. All right. We'll again next week. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.